My name is Boyd Varty. I think of myself as an artist of experience. My passion is to create transformational experiences for myself and others as a way to explore what it means to truly live. My central exploration is to live on what I would call the track of your life. To me, this is to live courageously towards the discovery of what you are called to and to what life asks of you. So much of how I live has been informed by my passion as an animal tracker. I'm following the trail of my own life and reporting back. This show is a daily broadcast from a treehouse on the Londolozi Game Reserve in the wild eastern part of South Africa. Londolozi is a 14,000 hectare wilderness reserve adjacent to the Kruger National Park. The land is home to lion, leopard, rhino, elephant and buffalo, as well as a variety of other animals. I am your host, Boyd Varty. My goal is to spend 40 days and 40 nights alone in the wilderness to explore the archetype of the mystic in nature and hone my skills as a tracker. These are my daily stories. Day 35. Enchantment. Journal entry. I think of this experience as the slow removal of a shell. As the days went by, I felt more myself. I felt my imagination return. I felt a natural creativity come flooding back in. I have felt like I have been co-creating the story with nature. My energy levels returned to new highs. My mind gave up old memories out of stillness, which I have been able to simply review. My relationship with beauty was revived. I feel like so much of what I was doing before was trying to find ways to tune out. Now I'm finding more ways to tune back in. And that's not to say I was miles off track. I was working hard towards things I cared about. I was traveling a lot for work. I was engaged. But somehow it had become too easy in the beats between to let something of the world absorb my attention rather than let my mind explore. I felt I was absorbing tons of information, but my mind's own capacity for dynamic movement was slowing. Do you ever feel that? It's hard to explain. It's kind of like this. I've been in fasted states a lot out here. I can look at myself and know I'm much, much leaner. Things I could eat at the beginning of this experience, I simply cannot eat 35 days later. For example, I cannot touch a rusk, which is essentially a dried, sugary piece of bread. When it goes in my body, my system is clean enough that I get an instant no. I have to eat very lightly at night. My body is starting to say no to coffee in the morning, and I can feel my adrenals are fully rested and I wake up wide awake. After a long run, I will crave exactly the amount of salt I need. All of that to say that I feel the equivalent of that kind of body sensitivity with my mind. I don't want my capacity to imagine replaced by Ozark season 2. I relish the stillness and the silence now. I enjoy every simple task I have to do, and I am renowned for hating chore type stuff. And don't get me wrong, I'm watching myself. I have bursts of crazy frustration. Like yesterday, 
I couldn't get a zipper on a piece of equipment to work, and I got in a one-man rage. I'm aware of it as it happens. I'm also aware of what the Buddhists call dukkha, which is a kind of self-perpetuating suffering. It's like the sense that subtly something is wrong. It can be very benign, for example, when this happens, then I can relax. But something has to happen, then you will be okay. It's a tiny bit of egoic future or past that keeps you out of just being content now. I see it. I see myself do it. Nothing major, but it's there. But I am watching, and that watching couldn't come at high speed or amidst the frantic mind. In some ways, I think what I'm learning is that the mystics went to nature because they understood that life is a series of bars set in contrast. To a New Yorker, London feels calm. Three beers a night is not a lot to a person who drinks six. I once saw a woman in a ceremony reset her bar for rest. She realized what she called relaxing, other people called a panic attack. And in nature, you reset the bars of harmony, stillness, and presence. It shows you where you were. It shows you where you could be. It plants a flag in the map of your inner life. The mystics in nature also seem to understand that the nature of an awakened life is backwards to the world. Stillness produces right action. Solitude teaches you about connection. Stopping is where a deeper life starts moving. Simplicity gives you more. Everything you really want from the world is inward. How often do you meet someone who is enchanted with life? I mean, it's pretty rare as you get older, right? I wish it wasn't. I think part of the restoration of our relationship with nature requires that we re-enchant ourselves. Out here, that's what I feel like I'm touching in moments. Utter enchantment. Yesterday afternoon, I was watching a battlier eagle bath in the river. A more beautiful creature you have never seen. Red feet and a red beak with feathers of dark black and rust. His plumage was puffed out and he looked fierce as he dipped his wings like a feathered native warrior. The Batelier is a long-standing totem of my family, the spirit of our ancestors. All through my life at moments, when I have needed guidance or courage or a sign, I have cast my eyes to the African sky, and there, more often than not, has been a Batelier. The ways we naturally make meaning when we are close to nature sustain us in a way of relation, a way that injects life with a density of mystique beyond our own human culture. Our relationship with life itself comes to life. That's enchanting. Watching him through the binoculars, I felt myself pulled into a state of awe that dwelled all through the afternoon. I climbed high onto a single large boulder on a hillside and sat there with the land below me and a violet sunset to the west. My mind was empty of thoughts. An empty perception looked and saw. A lilac-breasted roller did elaborate displays all around me in turquoise blue. Rhino came to drink at a waterhole below. 
a small rock fig grew out of a crack in the granite boulder I sat on, like a monument to the ingenuity and tenaciousness of life. All I could do was take it all in. I was actually there, and that's all it takes to be enchanted, to just actually be there. The optimal conditions for happiness is giving up the need for anything to happen for you to be happy. <laughs> Eckhart Tolle says that there are three modalities of enlightened doing. Acceptance, enthusiasm, and I forgot the third one. Enthusiasm I don't have a problem with, but acceptance of what is, that one is the juice for me. Loving what is, as Byron Katie says. That is the path of the mystic in every moment. And the animals here are such teachers. When it's wet, when it's dry, when food is scarce, they are at one with what is. And acceptance brings so many other states with it. Openness, resilience, peace, attention. All of that comes when you stop wishing it was different in some way to how it is. Ask me. I spent five weeks thinking about how long it was to be alone, and now that I have five days left, I'm worried it was too short. Classic. Here's some homework for you, and I really encourage you to do it. Free write, without too much thinking, at least a page on the following. Where in my life is beauty? Where in my life am I enchanted? Where do I feel most free? Where do I feel the most myself? Who are the people who energize me? Who do I have the most fun with? What makes me feel the most alive? When was the last time I was totally on track? What was I doing? Who really sees me? What makes me feel good? What's my mission? What do I complain about? Who do I complain about? Who drains my energy? What am I doing out of a sense of duty? I mean, we may as well actually spend some time paying attention to these questions. There's good a place as I know to start tracking the enchantment. The wonderful thing about enchantment is that if you can bring it back to life in yourself, you can awaken it in the people of your community. It doesn't take money or resources. It takes a tree, a song, a guitar, a poem, a story, a walk, a spot you love, a sharing, a romance, a secret, a stone, a look. Enchantment is a way of seeing and living. It brings life and magic and mystery wherever it goes. And to me it's its own type of activism, to be a re-enchanter. That's to make a world worth living in. Enchantment goes with nature. That's why in stories it's always happening in a woods, an enchanted woods. Where your mind goes, your life goes. Learn to make meaning and mystery with ordinary life. That's the remembering I've been getting out here. That's the remembering of a new old way. 4-0, out. This has been another episode of the Track Your Life podcast with Boyd Varty. Follow us on Instagram at Boyd underscore Varty, Twitter 
at Boyd Varty, visit Boyd's website at boydvarty.com or subscribe to this podcast in your favorite podcast player. Please rate and review this podcast so that more people can find and enjoy it.